the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Sarah Carter, of course, is a Fox News Channel contributor. She's an investigative journalist. She's the host of the Sarah Carter Show, which, of course, is her wildly popular podcast. Yeah, And I'm so thrilled to be able to visit with Sarah because... She's one of those warriors on the front lines, um, tackling it all, uh, focusing on the border like very few do. Just got back from Philadelphia. We want to talk about that. Sarah, welcome back to the Mike Gallagher Show. Uh, you are is do you do you feel some battle scars from all of the the stuff that you're? I mean, you 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 are out there, ma'am, out there. Uh. I do. I, I, you know, sometimes people ask me, it's like, I have to come home and just kind of get myself centered. But yeah, I do. I feel battle scars when I go out and, you know, into the country and I'm covering stories like you just mentioned, Philly, and I'm down there in Kensington and I'm, I'm on the streets and I see young Americans, you know, uh, just wasting away the drug addiction, the crime, uh, you know, the, the, the sadness, the horror of it all. And I mean, and we're not just dealing with what we've seen in the past, you know, where we're, where we're dealing with, you know, little areas and then there's, you know, junkies or, or heroin, which is bad enough. We're looking at large swaths of Americans, like over a hundred thousand Americans who have lost their lives due to heroin and opioids. And 60% of that is due to fentanyl. And that's what the dark wars is about. It's exposing the truth. It's digging deep into these issues, you know, where we talk about the issue of fentanyl and how it's coming across the border. You know, when I was in Philly, I was talking to law enforcement officials as well. 95% of the fentanyl in Philly, in that area, is solely Sinaloa cartel fentanyl. And that fentanyl, those chemicals are coming from the Chinese Communist Party into Mexico. They're getting processed in Mexico. The Sinaloa cartel obviously is controlling Philly. They're moving it there. And I saw kids as young as 15, you know, on the streets, completely lost. And I got to tell you, Mike, it was it's it's heartbreaking. So it is. Yeah, I got to come back and get myself centered. Um and, you know, we find ways to deal with all these stories, but I really want the American public to understand that we really are under a direct threat by our enemies are taking advantage of what is happening in our country and our la- and the border chaos. And they see that and they're taking advantage of it. And it's not just the cartels, it's enemies and adversaries like China and others who see what is going on here. And uh, we as parents and as Americans need to stand up to it. You know, Sarah, this uh, fentanyl story is very personal for so many of us. And I want to share something deeply personal with you, but it relates to the work you're doing and why it's so crucial. Uh, I have had now five family friends, five different families who've lost a loved one to a drug overdose. These are young people. These are kids who are bright and vivacious and full of promise and and their whole lives. Uh, One family uh, lost their son 
uh, a number of months ago to an overdose, and they just got the official cause of death back from from the, the medical examiner yesterday, and the only thing in his system was fentanyl. That was that was it. It was the only thing they found in in his in his system, and it killed him. Um, I, you know, and this is not, uh, you know, th- this stereotypical, you know, broken family from from you know an impoverished community. Th- th- these are good people. This is this is like the American story. Um, right. You know, the white picket fence and the two point five kids. And we're losing our kids, Sarah. And and you see this again. When I say you're out there, you're on the front lines. You're dealing with this on a day to day basis. But these cartels that are bringing this 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 scourge into this country, this is impacting people north, south, east, west, big cities, small cities, rural communities, uh, urban centers. Sarah Carter, you cannot overstate what a scourge this is upon the land. And it doesn't feel like there's any sense of urgency from the Biden administration, frankly, to do anything about it. Right. And I love the way that you put that, a sense of urgency. I want parents to think about this because I really do believe we're going to save lives today, Mike. I really do. Every time we talk about this, I believe we are going to save a life. There are pills on our streets right now. They are counterfeit pills. They are pills that look like Adderall. They look just like oxycodone, uh, Percocets, you name it. They are out there and they are pure fentanyl. And if your child or a family member or somebody borrows a pill from somebody else or takes another person's prescription medication without really knowing where that comes from, they could die. They could die after the first pill, which is why now a lot of parents who have lost their children have, you know, are advocating and putting out there that public service announcement. One pill can kill because it will kill. It will kill. Now we're seeing children 10 to 14 years old dying from taking pills that are on the streets and the counterfeit pills. I say to myself, this isn't just an accident, folks. This isn't just an accident. You have counterfeit pills on the streets. That is murder, in my opinion. This is not somebody who is a junkie uh, sitting on the street corner. And I still think that that's somebody's child. That's someone's child. When I'm out there on the streets, when I talk to the people who are using and they tell me, you know what? I started when I was 13. I started when I was 14. This was someone's child. And now their life feels to them like it is gone. It's impossible to get off the drugs. But imagine if your high school student or your elementary or middle school child takes a pill that's at someone's house because it looks like a Flintstones vitamin or it they think it's an Adderall and the next call that you get is, uh, I'm sorry to say, but your child has passed away. It, your child didn't die of an overdose. Your child died from being poisoned. Right. And that's how urgent this is. We need, as Americans, and I, I just, it makes me want to cry, but we need as Americans, we need as, to be as parents and as friends and as family members, brothers and sisters, we need to say, we're not going to accept this anymore. Right. This is a no-go anymore in our country. And that border chaos, Mike, every single time I'm down at the U.S.-Mexico border and I watch what's going on and I see the failure of the executive branch of the federal government to do its job. And I see what's happening there. 
I have to ask myself, is this what our government wants? Yeah. Because they got to know how bad this is getting. You know, I, I, it's, so, it's, so, fasc- it's it. so fascinating you put it this way. I, you know, I'm in New York City right now, and I got in an Uber the other day, and the driver and I started talking about the, the conditions of New York and the violence and the shoplifting. Heck, the Fox News weather guy getting beat up on a subway uh, this week just trying to help an elderly guy, and the, and the, and the thugs turned on Adam Klotz. They beat him uh, bloodied, and they caught three of them. They, they nabbed them, and they let him go. They sent them home to mommy and daddy because they were 15, 16, 17 years old. It, it, and the Uber driver said something to me that was profound, and it, it captures what you just said. This must be what Democrat voters want. I, I hate to say that. I don't want to believe that about a fellow American. But if you want to change at the border... We know how to get there. We know which, which president was building a wall. We know which party r- represents right. border security. If you want to stop progressive prosecutors who are failing to prosecute because of social, under the guise of social justice, you know what to do. Sarah, is it possible that these voters, that our fellow Americans, they do want the violence and the chaos and the despair? They're hypocrites. Because most of the ones that are supporting policies like this from district attorneys, low bail, no bail, letting people out who commit severe crimes. I mean, how is that even possible? You know, when you think about it, what Adam did was the right thing on that subway. He went in. He stopped uh, a a man from being beaten, from being tortured. And he himself took that beating. These are. I believe there's got to be so many Americans out there just like Adam that would do the same thing. At least I hope they would. Mm -hmm. But you got to look at the hypocrisy. These are the same people in Hollywood who build super high brick walls around their houses and to keep everybody out. These are the kind of people that live in la la land, but expect us to deal with it. I don't see any of these lawmakers or district attorneys. I'd like to know how many of the district attorneys that have low bail, no bail that are supported by Soros and other groups like that, that have wide open, right? They've made it that they have their homes wide open. So people can walk in and out, no walls, no But they expect the people in America, regular everyday Americans to live like this. I know so many Hispanic Americans. I live here in the state of Texas. I work with different Hispanic groups. I speak to people all the time. This is not about being anti-immigrant. Right. This is about having common sense, about protecting our families, protecting our nation, protecting our children. From violence and evil and, you know, people that want to see the downfall of our country. So, yes, I think it's both. I think there are people that want to see our nation just completely. They want to break it and rebuild it in some kind of image that they have. And I'm not sure what that is. If it's if it's a Marxist, if it's a socialist image, I'm not really quite certain where they're going with this. And I do believe that there are hypocrites, that there are people that, uh, you know, that that pander and 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 push these agendas, but would not want them for themselves. Obviously, we've seen that even in the White House, you know, the hypocrisy is beyond us. But who's going to pay the price for our children dying? Who's going to pay the price for the poor man on the subway and then for Adam, who is beaten up? Who's going to pay the price for the, you know, the downfall of our nation if we don't 
put a stop to this, get back to common sense and rebuild. And I think that's why I've, you know, pushed the dark wars because we're talking to experts. We're talking to people in the field that aren't afraid to tell the truth, that aren't afraid to push what's right and um, and give the American people the tools that they need so they can put the right people in office. We're visiting with Sarah Carter, investigative journalist, Fox News contributor. She recently uh, launched Dark Wars, The Border, which is a 10-part podcast docu-series that you must, you must download. You've got to follow this because this uh, details her experiences embedded with Border Patrol, talking to Latin American leaders. Um, and, you know, through your in- investigating and your conversations, I, I, you, you talk to the, the coyotes and the, and the migrants who are suffering abuse, rape, death. You know, the Democrats and the left like to portray themselves as being the, 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 the movement of empathy and compassion and kindness and, and, and caring for the little guy. One of my first visits to the border uh, my my guides took me to an area uh, where you could see all these morning after pill packages that were strewn about where young women are ta- are forced to take morning after pills after they're raped by the by the uh, the monsters who are taking them across the the border. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what victims of many of these people truly are in this arduous journey across the us Mexican border? It is probably one of the most terrifying and sad stories that you could ever imagine because so many of the victims are children. And I I want people to imagine what it must be like to be a young girl or a young boy being trafficked uh, with people that are not your parents, not guardians that care about you, but predators, child predators. Um, I was fortunate enough when I was in Mexico City to be able to go visit several homes of children that had been rescued from human trafficking organizations. A good friend of mine, Rocio Roscoe, helped support those and backs, you know, uh, those people that are that are trying to save these children. I also was able to bring a young girl who had been trafficked uh, to the United States, Carla Jacinto. She's a young lady now um, who fights anti-trafficking and corruption and she's very brutally honest about what has happened to her. Um, Her story is well known. Um, She was trafficked from the time she was 12 till the time she was 16. She guessed she was forced into sexual contact with predators at least 30 to 40 times a day during the time she had been trafficked. Uh, Some of the young people that were trafficked with her were trafficked into the United States. Some of those young girls disappeared forever. Uh, They assumed had been killed by people that had trafficked them. You have to understand that these children have no one and these people have no one. When we open our border and we take in people and become the last leg of trafficking for the cartels, what our federal government is saying to the drug cartels, saying to the human traffickers is like, we're working with you. We're helping you along the way. Because the only way to stop them is to shut off that border, to not allow them to take advantage of that border, to fight them when they do try to take advantage of that border. But instead, now our Border Patrol agents and our federal agents are basically um, processing people into the country. And while they're processing these thousands of people that are coming into the country, the rest of the border is wide open so that the cartels can push their fentanyl and other narcotics into our nation and other people who do not want to be caught. 
So by the time the Biden administration comes to an end in 2024, if it does, uh, more than 5 million people will have been, just during President Biden's time, been brought into this country. And I think the numbers are far higher than that. Over 1 million known gotaways that we have not even been able to vet. And we have children being raped, children being sold into sexual slavery, women and men as well. And we have people being brutalized. So there is nothing redeemable about leaving this border open. It is a national security risk to our country, Mike. It's a humanitarian crisis. We should be fighting against that. We should be working with our partners, our neighbors in Mexico and in Central America, and we should be finding a way to stop that. President Trump did that. He shut down that border, and he was doing a phenomenal job in his last year. Everybody knows it. And the Biden administration came in, and they reversed all of his policies, and now what we have is complete chaos. But again, Mike, the question is, they know what's happening at the border, so why are they doing it? Why? Why? Well, in many ways, Sarah Carter, you are a voice for the voiceless, and I hope you know how much millions of us admire the work you do. In many ways, you're doing God's work. And I'm oh, grateful. you too, Mike. I'm so grateful to spend some time with you. I hope you'll come back and visit with us again. Hope everybody uh, follows your podcast, Dark Wars, The Border, SarahCarter.com. Follow her on Twitter at Sarah Carter DC. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.